Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And, well, as we all know, today is a fun day. That's right. It's Taco Tuesday. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the street. Tacos, all you can eat. Lettuce and shells. That's right, folks. It is like a dream. Today is Taco Tuesday, where we celebrate uh, the quintessential American food. That's right. Yes, tacos are the quintessential American food because, uh, well, you know, like like all the best things that are American, they didn't start off American. They started off something else, and America got a hold of it, and we made it better. We made it our own, and so that's what I love about tacos. Uh, once again, they I, I still consider them, maybe, maybe it's just me. Uh, me and Mike, or maybe it's just the fact that we love this song so much. But uh, anyway, I still consider it the quintessential American food. Okay, folks. Well, Mikey isn't here today. He's off uh, doing his community service duties. So uh, it's going to be us today. So we pre- I would very much appreciate it if you take a moment and, uh, well, comment. You know, we'll be following. I'll be following. I'll be looking for whatever you might have to say here on the chat lines. I'll be looking right over here. So if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. If you're watching us on Opslands, I got a second place that I got to go and look. So um, in the event that it takes me a little bit to get over to you, please, uh, well, just please be patient with us. But uh, once again, we will be there. and We very much will look forward to, to uh, once again, having that conversation with you. But before we get started, uh, well, we got to make sure that we give a shout out to our sponsors. And that is exactly what we're about to do. All right. So we're going to start off with Hitman Industries. If you're looking for rifle or pistol pistol caliber barrels, uh, they're the place to go to. And like I, like Mike told you yesterday, they've now got Glock barrels, so you got to check them out. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you get, if you're a first responder, make sure you get their first responders discount over at hitmanindustries.net. That's hitmanindustries.net. Trust me. Uh, if you already own an AR, chances are you already have one of their barrels. Uh, so, hey, why not get another one? Or why not uh, Why not do a new build? Why not uh, rebarrel your old rifles? Whatever you decide to do, go ahead and do it. Make sure you connect with hitmanindustries.net. Then we've got the California Republican Assembly, the conscience of the Republican Party. Uh, I will tell you, they are the largest and fastest growing grassroots conservative organization in the state of California. They're working to help elect people from school board all the way up to, well, President of the United States. So check them out at CRAGOP.org. If you want to be a part of California's future today, join CRA. And then we've got hog holsters. So if you're looking for the top of the line, inside the waistband, outside the waistband, concealed carry tactical holster, Think of no place else to go than hogholsters.com. That's helping Americans wear guns. If you use the discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces, you can get a nice little sweet discount uh, thanks to the guys here at The Rundown. So check them out at hogholstersonceagain.com. And then uh, if you're looking for anything 
tactical outside of the firearm. So you're looking for outdoor gear, indoor gear. You're looking for helmets. You're looking for eyes. You're looking for boots, backpacks. You can find it at uscombatgear.com. Veteran owned and operated, fast shipping, quality products, great prices. Once again, check out uscombatgear.com. All right. We're now going to get back to it, and we're going to talk about today's news stories. And we're going to start with uh, Biden's dumpster fire. I mean, oh, Bi- Biden's kitchen fire. <laughs> you guys might have heard about this already. So, first of all, after taking about two weeks to finally recognize that, you know, maybe there's something going on uh, in Hawaii. Maybe there's something to these fires that are taking place there in Maui. Um you know, when you figure the fact that we already know it's already been confirmed over over 100 people dead, uh, around 1,000 people are currently missing. Many of them are suspected to be children uh, because they would they tried to ask the, uh, the governor uh, or, or the mayor there, uh, you know, what was going on. And uh, if they knew how many kids had been, were missing and he said they had no idea, they would, they would not say. I think they know. I just think that that they don't want to be, uh, well, they don't want to look bad. We already know that there was a dramatic failure when it came to their response because, well, you know, the guy who's over the water over there decided that, you know, he needed to check and make sure that, uh, well, that they were applying equity when they were looking at, when they were looking at how how all that was handled and whether or not they should allow water to be used to put out the fire. But here you finally got the president over there. Once again, he finally left his, his, his you know, vacation in California and in Delaware and finally got over there. And, and then Biden decided because he wanted to be kind of folksy and he wanted to let the folks know about, well, he knew what it was like to lose a home because he had a kitchen fire. And so he could feel their pain. Uh, let's take a look at what uh, Mr. Biden had to say. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat. But all kidding aside, I watched the firefighters, the way they responded. You know, there's an old expression. I grew up right across the street from a fire hall in Claymont, Delaware. And the expression is, God made man, then he made a few firefighters. You're all crazy, thank God. The only people who run into flames to help other people. And they ran into flames to save my wife and save my family. Not a joke. The smoke and the firefighters here can tell you sometimes smoke is so thick from the windows out, it was that thick inside the home. And we were, we were insured. We did not have any problem. But being out of our home for the better part of a year, 
was difficult. I can only imagine. All right, so let's let's lay this out. Now, we all know that uh, President Joe Biden, when he's telling these stories of the past, we all know that he's got a very loose relationship with the facts and with truth. So let's lay this out here. So there was a lightning strike that hit a pond that somehow affected a wire or and got into an air conditioning duct that somehow lit a fire in his house. I don't get that. That doesn't make, I just, I'm just, when I'm thinking about how exactly that all works, I don't know exactly how that all works, but you know what? I'm not going to get into the details of that end of it. What I, what I want to note is, is keep in mind that Joe Biden wasn't there. He was hours away doing an interview. And yet, and so his, but his wife was there. His wife was there. She was uh, uh, together enough. She basically, the, the soon, you know, she would call the fire department. The fire department would arrive and put out the fire. In fact, it took the fire department, according to them, it took them less than 20 minutes to put out the fire, to have it completely out and under control. In fact, they basically, uh, I believe the term that they used was insignificant, was how they, 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 label the fire now what's interesting is is how from the time the fire started to the time that uh, jill biden would call the fire department to the time that they would arrive and put out the fire and all that joe biden somehow defied time and space and made it there so within 20 minutes of the fire starting, the fire was out. But somehow in 20 minutes, Biden made it there to watch the, the, the brave firefighters race into the house in order to save his wife, in order to save his cat, as well as to save his Corvette. Now, one has to wonder how the future Dr. Jill Biden what she was still doing in the house by the time Joe Biden got back, such that he would be he would be able to watch the 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 firemen bravely rush into the home and save her. Now, I get it. He's a politician. Politicians have a propensity for hyperbole. Like I said, very loose relationship with the truth. And we know if anybody doesn't, you know, it's hard to say that the man is a liar because, well, he's been telling the same lie for a long time. He's already been fact-checked on this lie, and yet he continues to tell it. And the media is just like, oh, he's just an old fun guy telling a, a story, trying to empathize now what I, what's, what gets me about that is this so um were your children in the house no they weren't okay so you didn't lose any kids were your kids missing for any period of time how about your wife was she missing for any no no it wasn't missing for any period of time okay huh did the entire town burn down like all of it like ash Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Like, you know, kind of like Lahaina. Yeah, no? Okay. Um, 
Mr. President, let me give you just a little piece of advice. When you are speaking to people who have endured unimaginable devastation, and just, I mean, and that, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people, uh, if they're lucky, all they lost was their home. If they're lucky, all they lost was their home. All they lost was their business. In many cases, they lost their, they, 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 they lost their, their, their family members. Many of them have lost family. Many of them have family members. They don't know where they are. When you are speaking to those individuals, how about this? How about you don't make it about you? How about you not try and find a way to say, look, I'm a victim just like you. No, that's not what you do. What you do is you say what you are dealing with is unimaginable. I, can, I, I, I can't even imagine what you are going through and how hard it is. What I can imagine is what we're going to do to try and do the best we can to make this as, as less awful as we can, right? I'm not going to start talking about, hey, we're going to send you $700, you know, because your house burned down and you don't know where your kid is. No, 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 no. What we're going to do is we're going to do our very best to make sure to, to make you as whole as we can make you. We cannot bring back your memories. We cannot bring back your loved ones. We can help you rebuild. We can work to help understand uh, if there, if this could have been prevented and if it could have been prevented, how we prevent it from happening in the future. These are the things that you talk about. These are the things that you focus on. You talk about praying for them. You talk about being there for them and encouraging all of the world and all of the United States to, to come forward and do what you can in order to help, once again, make this just a little less awful. But whatever you do, once again, don't make it about you because it ain't about you. It should never be about you, Mr. President, unless you unless for some reason, whatever happened was partially your fault. And you need to own your part in it. Now, I'm not saying that this had anything to do with you, Mr. President. Um the fact that it took you two weeks to show up. I, I still remember when George W. Bush showed up in Katrina. He flew over, right? He flew over because he realized that anytime the president goes anywhere, it causes all kinds of, of transportation and congestion. It causes all sorts of problems with transportation, with everything around there. Because guess what? They don't want anybody else driving or being around or near where the president is. And so instead of clogging up the already clogged up streets of New Orleans, he wanted to see it from the air. Right? That was two days after. And they said it took him too long to show up there. Biden took him two weeks. When he was first questioned when he was in Delaware, when they first asked him questions about what was going on in Maui, guess what he said? No comment. No comment. No comment. People are missing. No comment. Homes have been burned. No comment. An entire town is in ashes. No comment.
That was the president of the United States. And when you do show up, when you do finally go there, number one, you stay someplace else and then you fly into Maui, which once again, I get that. But then you fly into Maui and you stand there and you make it all about you. Because that's what Biden does. Biden meets with, with veteran families. He, he, when he met with the families of the people who died, who, uh, the, 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 the servicemen who died because of his failed evacuation of, uh, of Afghanistan, do you know what his response to one of the parents was? Do you want to take a photo with me? Would you like to take a photo with me? That, that was his response. He talked about how his son, Bo Biden, served in the military and died in the military. No, he, he, your son, Bo, didn't die in the military. He did not die in military service. He didn't. But once again, President Joe Biden making it all about him, making it all about himself. Anyway. I don't know what the problem is. Mac, I see what you're saying, man, and I do not know why there is this delay that happens. It's only on Facebook. It's only on Facebook on uh, on on OpsLens. Um, here's what I'll do. I am going to... Let me go to Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and put the link to the rundown there in the, uh, in the comment section. And if you want to watch the rundown on Facebook... It actually, I don't know why, but I don't, I don't seem to have that problem. I don't seem to have that problem there. Let me put it right there. All right. So I just put it right there. Uh, I apologize. I don't know why it does that, but it only does that. Well, first of all, we're sending it to OpsLens. And OpsLens, it, once again, it runs fine. It runs clean. But then when, for some reason, when it goes to OpsLens to, to Facebook... That's what it winds up doing. So once again, I apologize, sir. Don't know what to do about that. Uh, Joanne Jung says, Biden is a despicable man, and it's always about him. He has no empathy for others. And then uh, Mark here says, uh, Biden is a congenital liar. Yes, he is. Uh, and a complete traitor to our beloved republic. Well, he, he is. He is someone who has made his entire family wealthy, uh, and they've all been made wealthy, based off the Biden name. And if you want to know how, just how despicable he is, think about this. Think about the fact, Hunter's little girl, right? The four-year-old that the entire family, including Joe Biden, disowned for four years, now all of a sudden admits that he has a, a seventh grandchild. Yeah, think about this. In the, in the, uh, in the uh, uh, agreement that they signed, the paternity agreement that they signed, even though... It's already been proven. That's his kid. Guess what they put in as a requirement? You can't use the Biden name. She is not going to be allowed to use the Biden name, which means she's not going to be able to make money off the Biden name. Yeah, that's how that's how despicable uh, Joe. That's how despicable Joe Biden is. That's not an exaggeration. That is just kind of sadly. Once again, who Joe, who Joe Biden happens to be. Anyway, there you go. You guys know what you've heard it. That's the end. That's kind of the end of that story. But don't worry. That's not all of our conversation about the White House. Because the White House is added again. There is, oh God, look at me. With my, I was in such a hurry. White House restricts oily. <laughs> okay. White House restricts oil. And I'll, here, let's just go straight to the story. 
So the Biden administration basically is taking more actions restricting oil gas development after settlement with eco groups. It says the Biden administration issued new restrictions on oil and gas companies operating in the Gulf of Mexico in an effort to protect whale species after it settled last after it settled last month with a coalition of environmental groups. The Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, which manages energy development in federal waters, published a notice of lease of a notice to leases and operators on Monday evening, highlighting expanded protections for the rice for the rice's whale, a species listed under the Endangered Species Act. BOEM has is was slated uh, to issue the NTL last week, but delayed until Monday. So basically, what they're doing is, and just just so y'all know, um, Democrats insist that Biden has nothing to do with gas. Well, let me clarify. When gas prices go up, they say it has nothing to do with Joe Biden, that that the Biden administration had absolutely nothing to do with it, that he is not responsible for those evil gas companies that are trying to to, to profit uh, at your expense. But what he fails to mention is, is that on the first day in office, what does he do? Nixes the Keystone Pipeline, which would have made it much more cost-effective to get oil into the continental United States, would save us billions of dollars when it comes to the cost of oil. But he nixes that. He also he also pulls any leases that are all, thousands of leases that could have been available out there, and by the way, then tells oil companies that yeah, within you know within 20 years or so. Our goal is to basically put you out of business. We're not, you're not going to be able to, you know, we're not going to be using fossil fuels anymore. And then they decide, well, you know, well, if we're not going to be using fossil fuels anymore, if you're going to be coming against us, doing stuff like this, putting more restrictions on our ability to be able to explore for oil and to be able to extract oil, well, then why would we invest more money in new exploration? If all you're going to do is put us out of business, Probably should save the money that we got. And then all of a sudden, he's surprised when oil prices go up. He goes to OPEC and begs them, please, please, print some, please, pull some more oil, please produce some more oil. And they're like, um, yeah, no, because we're getting more money out of you because you've decided that you don't want to produce oil. So since you don't want to produce oil, we'll produce just enough so that we can meet world demand, but just little enough to where we can keep that price jacked up and we can get top dollar. That's called supply and demand. That's how the market works. When you artificially restrict the market the way in which the Biden administration does, in this case, you're, sub- you're restricting the supply of oil. Well, you restrict the supply, but demand goes up. Guess what happens? Prices go up. It's Econ 101 most Democrats don't really seem to understand, uh, which the President of the United States really doesn't seem to care about. Folks, let me just be real with you. I'm not an anti-regulation guy, right? I, I, and I believe that most, most Republicans, even libertarians, aren't anti-regulation. They believe in regulations that are about protecting the innocent from evildoers, from people who are going to seek to do harm to others. That's what regulation is supposed to be about. 
What the left tends to use regulation for is to manipulate markets, right? They use it to try and get people, get companies, get individuals, get people, get cities, whoever it is, they regulate them in order to get them to do what they want, to force them to do what they want. To man and when, when you do it in business, it's manipulating the market. It has an effect on the market. It's an artificial effect. And when that effect is restricting supply, well, then guess what? Prices go up. That's what winds up happening. Right? Same thing when you look at, for example, minimum wage. When you, are, when you put an artificial price floor, in other words, when you fix the price artificially, well, then guess what happens? The demand for labor goes down, right? That's how that works, right? I, I, understand, I understand why Democrats have such a hard time understanding how that works, but that is, in fact, how it winds up working. Now, all that having been said, um, in this particular case, uh, well, okay, so Elaine, Elaine referred to, Elaine Fort, uh, she's on face watching us on Facebook, referred to someone as a buffoon. I'm, I'm just wondering who exactly she is referring to. I'm assuming you're talking about the President of the United States, which, by the way, would be 100% accurate. Um, but, you know, once again, that's what we're dealing with with our President of the United States. Fortunately, someone who's not really all there. And, you know, I would say this. I, I almost feel bad for him because in his day, first of all, he's always been he's always been prone to lie. He lies a lot. But at least he used to be sharper. He used to come across as smarter, right? But now he's 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 losing his mental faculties. He is. He is no longer in a position where he can lie with any uh, any credibility. Well, you never had any real credibility. Any believability. And, he, and the worst part is, is that he keeps repeating the same old lies that have already been debunked. It's like he's, he's too out of it to know that these lies he's telling are in fact lies that everyone knows are lies. Right? He doesn't even seem to, doesn't even seem to get that. Um, so, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if I would call him a buffoon, but definitely he is an embarrassment as a president and it's probably not probably it's definitely time uh, that we went a different direction in terms of the president of the United States. Not saying, not saying at all. Barbara saying we are not abducted by aliens. We are raptured. I, wow. Okay. I don't know what the abducted by aliens comment was. <laughs> did, did I say something about being abducted by aliens? <laughs> so when the time comes folks, just know if folks come up missing, uh, they were not abducted by aliens. They were, in fact, raptures. Those of you who do not know what the rapture is, uh, maybe I'll do a Bible teaching on uh, on the rapture one day. Uh, just not today. <laughs> thank, thank you, Barbara, for commenting. Okay, we're going to move on. A California library silences free speech. Now, this is one that actually happened just down the road, just down the road from uh, from here. Uh, in It happened in Davis, California. Uh, and a public library shut down an event basically over misgendering. And here, I'll read the article to you. It says, former, former collegiate soccer player uh, Sophia Laurie 
claimed on social media Sunday that she was silenced and asked to leave a California library Sunday after she delivered an address at a female athletics event. Athletics event. The event, titled Forum on Fair and Safe Sport for Girls, was hosted by a local Moms for Liberty chapter at Mary L. Stevens uh, uh, Davis Branch Library in Davis, California. To begin her address, which focused on biological advantages of testosterone in sports, Lori asked the audience members to follow library rules and speak in an orderly manner during the provided period. Are you, and then uh, this, by the way, here, I'll pull, I'll pull up the video. I don't know. I hope I got it in the right spot, but I'll pull in the video and let you guys kind of see. This is kind of when, where was it? It was just about the three, before the three minute mark. So I'm gonna go just before the three minute mark and let you guys kind of hear what happened when she got interrupted. So let's break this down. So that was a, an employee of the library who said, well, California law recognizes transgendered women as women. So if you misgender somebody, that is against the law and you will be asked to leave. That is just not true. That is flat out 100% a lie. And the very fact that he was not able to pull up the code is evidence. I, I will tell you right now, I went and I looked at the code, went to look for the code. Doesn't exist. It absolutely, positively does not exist. Now, keep in mind, they weren't saying that, they weren't even saying that transgendered women aren't women. Although, I mean, I, I don't dispute that statement. What they were saying was they, they referred to, they used the term biological male. Now, that is not misgendering, number one. Number two, it is speaking to a biological fact. And let's just be real here. If you cut off a male's penis and you inject him with estrogen, that does not make him female. It doesn't. You may do that in order to make that, that individual appear to be more female but that does not make that individual 
a female. And the whole point of this conversation isn't even being anti-trans. It's not saying, fine, you don't get to be trans if you... All they're saying is, is that there is a biological advantage to those, in, to those who are born male, in particular if you have gone through... The, 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 the gone through puberty as a male, there are certain physical advantages that you have when it comes to participating in sports. There's just, it's a natural advantage that you have. And, and women who have fought very, very hard to have a space in high school and in college and in professional sports where they can compete are fighting and saying we are losing that space. When a Canadian power lifter who up until recently identified as a male comes in and competes as a female, right? Goes from something like 250 something in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the country as a male to number one as a female that lifted a combined weight of, 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 I mean, twice that, more than twice that of the next closest competitor. You gotta wonder, is there something to this? People act like this is an unreasonable conversation to have. I'm sorry, the thing that is unreasonable is the fact that we even have to have this conversation. I don't, un that does not make any sense. It makes absolutely, positively no sense that we even have to have this conversation because it's just common sense would tell you this. Common biology, and that's the worst part, is that for those of us who have this conversation, for those of us who, who even bring it up, we're looked, all, looked at like we're crazy. You know, tonight I'm going to be I'm going to be giving a presentation, and and I'm going to be speaking about uh, I'm going to be speaking specifically about this uh, not about this issue but about the culture war, and one of the things we have to understand about the culture war, and we have to start to be okay with this. They want to act like we started it, like we're the ones who say who all of a sudden are like. Oh no, this is that and that this no 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 no. We like we're coming up and we're changing things like like it's always been there are are 72 genders. There's always been 72 genders and uh you're a crazy bigot for saying that they're not. Right? They you're crazy because well they they're, they're just clearly are. Well, where's the science? We don't need science. We just know that there are. There are because we say there are. Right? You don't have all of these things that we are fighting, the idea that America is inherently racist is, once again, it's just a given. In their minds, it is literally just a given. And so when we are fighting back and we say that, well, just because you're white, you're not racist, doesn't mean that you're racist. Just because you're black does not mean that you are oppressed. That you, are, you should be judged more that by the context of your character than by the color of your skin. We believe that. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that. But now it's all about the color of your skin. What race are you? But if you say something, well, you're a bigot. If you say that you should be judged on your merit, on how hard you work, on your successes. If, we, if you say that, well, you know what? People who work hard and earn money ought to be able to keep what they earn. 
Once again, you're the bigot. You're the racist. That's the world we're living in now, folks. So don't ever feel like when people start, talk, start talking about a culture war, let me be real with you. Yes, there is a culture war. We are in the middle of a culture war. Uh, Jerry's here saying, look, keep your kids out of public school and away from Democrats. Jerry, you know, Bowerman, Bo, let me tell you something. Here's the reason, here's the reason why I'm going to disagree with you. When, uh, when, when you're raising your children in an era of dragons, you got to teach them to kill dragons. You got you to raise dragon slayers. And you can't raise dragon slayers if you never give them an opportunity to take on a dragon. Every day I raised my kids. My kids went to public school. But I never, I never ceded the moral responsibility of my children's education to the public school. I was always on top of it. I always made sure. If there was a dragon that needed to be fought, that was too big for them to fight, I went to the school and I fought. Look, here's the thing, folks, and I'm just going to be real with you. That war that's being fought, what they're doing is, is they're also raising other little dragons. Or people who are going to pray to the little dragons. Folks, this is not just about if we surrender our public schools to the enemy. The reason why the schools are the way they are is because we've retreated. We've circled, the, retreated and circled the wagons. And that seems to be, as conservatives, that seems to be our mantra. We don't go to battle. We don't go to their ground and fight them where they are. We have abandoned entertainment industry. We've abandoned academia. We've abandoned public schools. And then we wonder why they're going to hell. No. Go fight. Let your children see you fight. Explain to them why you fight. Prepare them to fight when their time comes. That's what you need to be doing. Don't run and hide. Look, what's that saying? You can run, you can run, but you can't hide. That's true. Let me tell you right now, that is so true. I call people, for example, who decided that they're just going to leave California because they don't like the politics. I call them cut and run conservatives. Now, I get it. Some people need to leave because financially it just makes more sense for them. Business-wise, it makes more sense for them. Whatever, I get it. Don't, worry, don't, don't get me wrong, I get it. But when you say that you're leaving just because, well, I don't like the policies, then what you're doing is you're ceding the ground. You're ceding your home to the enemy. That's what you're doing. That's the reason why I'm still here in California. And I'll be here as long as I've still got the energy and the resources to fight. I will continue to be here in the state of California. Tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to skip our last topic because, well, we're running up against time here. Uh, Jerry, I want you to know I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for, for commenting. Barbara, same exact thing. But I do definitely at this point want to get into our parting shots. There we go. And as you know, our parting shots are brought to you by Hog Holsters. Get your Hog Holster at hogholster.com. Make sure you use the discount code, the rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. All right, this first one, well, this one kind of reminds me, and it's funny. I, I'm, I use this one, I'm using this one because, well, I just recognize this one. I just, I, I, I've said this I don't know how many different times. When I was a kid, we knew the winner of elections on election night. Technology is supposed to make things more efficient, not delay the count for weeks. You're insane if you don't question this idiocy. And I completely agree. 
I just don't understand how we are, we've become so technologically skilled, so technologically advanced, that we can't figure out on election night who won an election. Just saying, just saying. But they're distracting us, and that's what their goal is. Their goal is to distract us. So when they can't distract us with, we say they're not buying global boiling, send in the new COVID, and that's what they do. It seems like there is one distraction after another, and some of these things I just wonder, is it a coincidence? Is it really a coincidence? Oh, my boy. There you go. See, Anthony, An- William Anthony Condon, my boy, Billy, Billy, Billy Badass. That's what I like to call him, Billy Badass. Um, he's there. He's commenting here. He says, he says, uh, got to raise dragon slayers. I dig it. Exactly. That's what I'm raising, and that's what I'm hoping you guys are raising too. Raise some dragon slayers, because we're going to take down some of these dragons. Anyway, last meme here uh, from Peaceful Memes. When people try to explain how Hillary or Stacey Abrams saying their election was stolen is different. You have the guy saying, oh, sure, sure. (laughs) John Candy, got to love that one. Got to love that one. But it's true. It's like, wait a minute. How do they get to be election deniers, but Republicans don't get to be election deniers? I, I fail to see that. How is it that, that, how is it that uh, John Lewis can call the president illegitimate, refuse to go to his inauguration, refuse to go to the State of the Union address, and call him an illegitimate president? He's not an election denier. He's not being brought up on charges. Nah. Hypocrisy, folks. That's what it's called. It's called hypocrisy. Anyway, moving right along, uh, we're going to go ahead and give that uh, give another shout-out to our sponsors. Once again, if you're looking to rebarrel a rifle or a pistol, please go to Hitman Industries at hitmanindustries.net. If you're looking to be a part of California's future today, join CRA. Looking for a hog holster? Go to hogholsters.com. Use discount code The Rundown. Get your hog holster today. Finally, if you're looking for outdoor gear, tactical gear, just all around, just looking cool gear. Make sure you go to uscombatgear.com. And that's going to be it for today's program. We very much appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. We will see you again tomorrow. That's right. Be hump day. See you then.